I'm Dr. G, and for the past 10 years of my life, I've been passionate about all things holistic healing. I've been committed to healing myself and others from the inside out by incorporating some of the most effective modalities for healing the mental, the emotional, and the physical, I've learned that they give us the opportunity to be our most authentic and powerful selves. Heal Thyself is a show dedicated to just that. Today's show is going to be incredible, and I say it every week, of course I do, because it is incredible. Knowledge bombs of digestible information to empower and create clarity on what the highest version of us looks like. Product reviews to provide informed consent so you can buy the safest and best products out there. Better than the first two that I spoke about and you're getting other B vitamins, which are energizing, right? Get off of it, throw it away. And special guest segments with some of the brightest and most elite minds in their field. So what is that like on my nervous system? Six hours of holding that emotion. Here's the earth, here's the mechanisms and mechanics of an earth when it breathes. We would think much different about that asthma patient that shows up. All to create change and all the parts that make you, you, so we can start healing ourselves and each other. As always, thank you for taking the time out of your day and joining. And as always, thank you for taking this information that has empowered you, telling your loved ones, and making massive shifts in the world, right? It's knowledge that you're taking, giving it to others. You just, you have a hand in all of this massive shift in consciousness and in health as much as I do. So thank yourself. All right, today's show, very special one. Uh, how many of you out there journal? How many of you out there have ever heard me talk about that as part of my rituals? And how many of you out there have found that journaling has been integral to your healing? And it's a big part of your success, mental, emotional, even physical. So we're going to talk a little bit about journaling, what it is, how to do it, and if there's science behind it. And it's going to be really interesting because when you think about it, it's really cheap to get a journal. Time-wise, you don't spend too much time. You could sit there, write 15 minutes, and then call it a journaling day. But the benefits and the effects are so powerful. So I'm going to get into that. And we have a special guest. Kim Conti is the founder of Non-Toxic Neighborhoods, and it is the most amazing nonprofit initiative that I've seen because what they're doing is empowering people to make changes in their communities when it comes to the quality of the grass and the lawns that people are being exposed to. Now, you heard me talk about that before with pets, and you heard me talk about that with kids and how it affects us as adults too. Everyone is affected by pesticides in the grass, communities, health, hormonal dysfunction, cancer, all these things. So we have the leading voice on there to teach you if you find that the playground, the local park, the patch of grass that everyone goes to around town is sprayed with pesticides and doused pesticides, then you can make a change at removing it. So she's going to give you some instructions how, and also we're going to talk about how amazing they are because they've made massive shifts already. The city of Irvine, California does not use synthetic pesticides on any of their grass because of this nonprofit. So stay tuned. You know, we often underestimate the impact that laundry and cleaning products have on our overall health and well-being. We do. We don't think about how many of those traditional detergents and household cleaners can be loaded with harmful chemicals and toxins that wreak havoc on our body, especially if we have kids. That's why I'm always excited to bring on sponsors that I align with. Molly Suds is one of them. They're a brand that has been using an absolute game changer of a formula. Molly Suds is amazing. 
It's a line of laundry detergents and household cleaners that are made with safer, gentler ingredients. Again, especially for you and your children or future children, right? To me, something really important is integrity in a company. Molly Suds, super high integrity. I appreciate how powerful and effective these products are at getting your clothes clean, but it's also kinder to your health and to the environment. They have laundry detergents in particular that are free of all those nasty chemicals, right? These are ones that you might see right now in the back of your product. 1,4-dioxane, formaldehyde, synthetic dyes. You're probably going to see fragrances. That one's going to be really common. These are all causing allergies, disrupting your hormones, and actually are known cancer and actually some of them can increase your risk of cancer. And think about it, how often are you washing your clothes? I'll say this, the cleaning power of Molly Suds is impressive. It outperforms a lot of the mainstream brands without all the harsh stuff. And plus, this is one of my favorite parts. It's actually more cost-effective per load, which is a major bonus. And because Molly Suds is cruelty-free, vegan, and Leaping Bunny certified, I can feel good about ethical and sustainable practices behind the brand. So if you're ready to ditch those toxic cleaning products and make switch from something safer, something more effective, I highly recommend checking out Molly Suds. You can pick it up at your next Target run, or to make it even easier, just go to mollysuds.com slash DRG. Use the code DRG to get 20% off of your entire order. That is M-O-L-L-Y-S-S-U-D-S.com slash DRG and use the code DRG. Let's talk about a game changer in the world of health and fitness. This is Lumen. It is the world's first handheld metabolic coach. Let me tell you a little bit about this game changer. It's a device that measures your metabolism through your breath. And on the app, it lets you know if you are burning fats or carbs and gives you tailored guidance to improve your nutrition, your workout, your sleep, and even stress management. There's stress. And here's how it works. You simply breathe into the Lumen device first thing in the morning, and you get real-time feedback on whether you're burning fats or carbohydrates. Lumen then provides you with personalized nutrition plans for the day based on your metabolic measurements. So why does metabolic health matter? Well, think of your metabolism as your body's engine. It's what turns food you eat into energy to keep you going throughout the day. And when your metabolism is optimized, you'll experience benefits of easier weight management, improved energy levels, better fitness results, and better sleep. That's where Lumen comes in. It helps improve your metabolic health with every single breath that you take, offering recommendations to enhance your pre and post-workout, fueling for peak performance and recovery. So if you want to take the next steps in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use the code DRG to get $100 off of Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E and use the code DRG at checkout for $100 off. All right, Knowledge Bomb segment, journaling. How many of you journal out there? Look, back in 2016, I uh, had a friend who really put me on to journaling and it was part of her ritual every morning, right? I'd call up and she, she wouldn't pick up the phone and she'd be like, hey, no, you know, I was journaling. I was like, oh, you were journaling? Well, what do you journal about? Because for me, the way I thought about journaling was 13 years old, keeping a diary about the girl that you like or the boy that you like, right? But I didn't know that journaling actually had some therapeutic effects. So she actually prompted me to start looking into the science behind it. And in many ways, I wish that I started it earlier because it's so powerful when it comes to your mental health. And of course, we, we all know by, at this point in the show, mental health is intimately tied to the physical health. So journaling in itself being so cheap, right? Time-wise and cost-wise, financial, we think about the benefits of it and they're massive. So for me, what I found is when I started really putting myself into a journaling practice every single day without fail. I wrote every single day in a journal. I don't know if I missed maybe 
four or five days, but I got pretty much every single day of the year. And man, the breakthroughs that came on paper, I would actually write it. I wake up right in the morning. I'd immediately start writing, start writing, start writing. Whatever's coming out, my subconscious is coming out. And then I'd close it. And then I'd read it. I'd read it the next morning. And it'd be interesting when I'd read it, I'd see how I would process my own emotions. I would see what things are affecting me. And then here's the magic of it. At some point, I started seeing the pattern. I started seeing, huh, okay, I think I wrote about this a month ago. Hold on, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. And I see it and I go, wow, this, this is just a version of the same thing I'm experiencing now. Hold on, let me go back, let me go back. Oh, wow, this happened again. And then you start seeing the patterns of how the universe or your human experience is calling forth things to show you where you need to heal. And when you see that pattern, that's the next level. That's when you're able to see, wow, I can, I'm responsible for so much of this and I can change my perspective and stop attracting the situation. And, and it's incredible because I did. And um, every year, right the, the day before New Year's, New Year's Eve, I would uh, read the whole year's worth of journal entries. And then I always write a summary at the end of the very things that have been uh, weighing on me or the themes that came out in the journal and also the accomplishments of what I've realized through journaling and how I want to show up for the new year. It's an awesome practice. I would highly, highly, highly suggest that you all do it. So what about the research? So there's a study that I always refer to for people who are starting to journal. And what we have is two groups of people who are in psychological distress or manifesting psychological symptoms. In one group is the journaling group and the other group is the drawing group. Now, all they really measured was two 15-minute sessions two times a week. And the results were really interesting. It indicated that the participants who were in the journaling group, not the drawing one, had a significantly greater decrease in their psychological symptoms than those who were in the drawing group or the control group. And what were the symptoms? Depression, anxiety, hostility, right? So for me, it's if someone is feeling any of these symptoms, right? Not to me that we, we diagnose symptoms very readily, but if someone's feeling these symptoms of depression, anxiety, potent anger, hostility, then it then why wouldn't one of the first recommendations by us in the medical field be, okay, I see it fit to give you this medication. Okay, whether or not the medication is given, but why, why are we not recommending something as simple as journaling or possibly in substitution? Now that's up to the doctor, but still, why aren't we doing more journaling or expressive writing? Well, what's the point of journaling, right? Why do we do it? Well, here you have a chance to express your emotions and thoughts and put them on paper, right? You're starting and beginning to name those very emotions. And then, as I mentioned before, you start connecting them and seeing the patterns. You start experiencing revelations the more consistent you are with your journaling. Now, in terms of a traumatic event, whatever it is, right? It could be something really traumatic like a death of a loved one, or it can be someone who got really, who got you really amped up at work. But in terms of a tra traumatic event, you can write it out. And what you're doing is you're helping organize it so the brain now is becoming satisfied, right? You're writing out your emotions and addressing those intrusive thoughts, the ones that are coming in and you're like, why did they do that? Why did they say that? Why did I show up like this? I should have done this. Why did they do that, right? And those avoidant thoughts where you just don't want to look at it. You don't want to see it. I, I don't even want to deal with it. I don't want to talk about it. But in the terms of the traumatic event, whatever it is, 
right? And that's up to you. Whatever really bothers you, whatever holds on to you negatively, that's a traumatic event. So it allows you to reflect on them and then hopefully ask at some point, why did this affect me so deeply? And you can explore that and you can go deep into these parts of us that really need that love. And for a lot of us, especially the men out there who are in our masculine, man, we love logic and we love order, but this is the perfect place to do it, right? We can write logically how we feel, right? Even logically, it's interesting because in many ways that's a contradiction, right? Logically how you feel. But for us men, putting it on paper gives us a sense, or for people in their masculine, give us a sense of really order. And that's something that, you know, I, I, I know a lot of men who are putting into practice journaling and they feel so good about it because all of these emotions that they're avoiding and they're not talking about for one reason or another, many societal ones, for all those reasons that they're avoiding looking at their emotions or speaking about the emotions, now they have a place. They have a place. And even if you can't afford a therapy, then here's a place where you can write. And by writing, you're, you're putting those emotions in there and then you're allowing self-reflection on top of that. You can actually refer back to February 1st, right? Or January 3rd and go, whoa, 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 this keeps happening. And you're helping release the brain's incessant propensity to be on a loop and loop and loop and try to integrate and then loop some more. And that's leading to anxiety and depression. The very things that the study I just mentioned helps with, right? But also you're opening up your memory, right? All of those resources that are trying to integrate, especially holding on to the trauma and the brain is, is looping in there and trying to integrate. Well, now when you put it on paper, you're releasing that. And now you're opening space for other brain functions like your memory. So it's awesome because it's really simplifying the brain's thoughts and putting it on paper. And the journal can be such a healthy tool that we can interact with for anything that affects us negatively. So here's what I love about journaling. You're bringing more mindfulness and awareness to yourself. What are your triggers? Why are they your triggers? Right? And what you're doing is creating more self-awareness. And what that's doing is creating more choice because now you're creating the choice to take a different route in the presence of a trigger, really something that's affecting you or any adversity. And that's super, super empowering where you can have a practice of daily journaling. You can calm down your nervous system. Yeah. And you're going to increase your communication, right? You've made those connections now and you can speak in your truth in a loving way because you've seen on paper through time what your patterns are that are coming up in a journal. Remember, in a disagreement, no one's going to read your mind. But if you don't know what's in yours and you've never put names into those emotions or revealed why, the why behind them, well, you're just as in the dark as a disagreeer. So now you're in a state of egoic reaction. In a reaction mode, no understanding is ever reached, right? The ego believes it won, but no compassionate understanding is ever reached. So how incredible is it that something like daily writing, expressive writing can offer you this gift to understand your triggers and your patterns, and you can show up better for everyone you have in your life or just meeting for the first time. That's super powerful. So I recommend everyone, if you don't have a journal or you never journaled, go online right now, type in daily journal. You don't need any calendar. You don't need any prompts. You just need a blank, really a journal that resonates with you design-wise and buy it. Get it to your house. Wake up in the morning, the, the, the day you get it, the next morning, wake up, have your journal by you. I have it right on my side table with a pen. As uh, soon as you open your eyes and you're still kind of in that lucid waking up state, say thank you. And then grab the journal, open it up and start writing, whatever it is. It can be it can be your opinion on the weather, but whatever it is, 
let yourself flow. Let your emotions flow. Let your subconscious flow. Put it on paper. Write it out. Take at least one to two pages. I do two pages every single morning, right? And But it helps me. Maybe for you, it's one. But write it out. Close it up. Go, I let it out. Whatever's there is there. And then whenever you have the chance, it could be later in the day, the next morning, take time to read what you wrote, right? With compassion, no judgment, not, oh, why did I say that? Why did I overreact with that? Oh man, that really did a number on me. Why did I write that out? Do not put on those lenses and see your journal for what it is. See the compassion that you can write with a compassionate lens, you're writing. And then you're able to do it every day. Do it every single day. Create that as part of your ritual. It only takes, realistically, takes 10 minutes max. And everyone can squiggle in 10 minutes into their day. I mean, we scroll through Instagram for 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, all the way up to hours. So if we can integrate in those 10 minutes and look at and read and start seeing the patterns, try it after four weeks, look back and see if you're manifesting the same reactions and you're writing about the same stuff because you'll notice if you're writing about the same stuff, that's something that you have now the possibility to look at from a bird's eye view and go, okay, this is a pattern and it's not serving me anymore and I'm going to change it. All right. That is the power of journaling. I am so excited to get to our guest interview. So let's dive in with Kim Conti from Non-Toxic Neighborhoods and learn about how we're going to empower our communities and create healthier lawns for ourselves, our children, our pets. All right, everyone. Today's special guest, Kim Conti, is the founder of Non-Toxic Neighborhoods. If you don't know what it is, you're about to find out. This is a very, very important nonprofit that is happening here in America. And I'm going to find out, and we're all going to find out, just what they're doing and how powerful this movement is. I've been such a fan already. Thank you, and welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you, doctor. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, as we were talking about off air, I started following the Non-Toxic Neighborhoods page a while ago, right around Zach Bush when he was here. Um, I, I, for some reason, I wasn't seeing all of the posts, so I subscribed to it to make sure that I was seeing it. But it's it's such fantastic work for those of us that don't know, but it's really just a movement that is changing the neighborhoods to a chemical-free, non-toxic neighborhood, mm -hmm. Aside, like the name. <laughs> what got you into this, and how would you describe this nonprofit in your words? Sure. So I think just being a mom, um, we were lucky enough to call Bermuda home. And when we lived in Bermuda, the country that is not progressive by any means, banned Roundup because of its negative health impacts, you know, the potential negative health impacts. So when we had to leave Bermuda and we're moving to California, we just assumed that California, everybody ate organic and surfed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was the kind of lifestyle. So um, when we moved to Irvine, we found out my son's elementary school was using Roundup to show the children where to run in a circle and the turf. And that was my kind of aha moment into the space. Um, my background is in advertising and branding. Very different. Guinness beer, just totally yeah. different. I never thought I would be a soil nerd. And... Which may have glyphosate in itself in there, right? right? <laughs> yes, that's really wine too. So uh, I stick to organic tequila. Um, and this job will make you drink a lot. Right. <laughs> so you have to teach me how to cleanse my liver. But um, with this work, it was, you know, we just realized that we wanted to practice protect our kids and our pets from 
this pesticide. And the more we looked into the active ingredient and the copious amounts of areas where it's used, I mean, we just, we really had no idea because mm -hmm. I think people are trusting. So they trust if a school is utilizing something or a city is utilizing something in the parks where the kids are playing that clearly it's been proven safe to do so. Mm -hmm. And uh, in 2016, we worked with the city of Irvine to adopt organic and regenerative management. And since then, they have organically maintained all the pest pressure. Mm -hmm. So from weeds to rodents to insects, um, there was a lot of trial and error. So the goal with non-toxic neighborhoods is really to make it simple for anybody to take this on. So we have a toolkit and a team that will take you through the entire process. Wow. Okay. So let's backtrack. I remember in 2016, before I even followed, I was reading right around then, maybe 2017, I read the article about Irvine because I had just moved to California at that time and I'm living in the Bay Area. And I was like, damn, I need to move to Irvine because I remember reading that article. But that's powerful because, it, and, and let me, and correct me if I'm wrong, banned pesticides in the city of Irvine? So the city of Irvine organically controls all pest pressure. So that just means that they don't utilize any synthetic mm. pesticides, insecticides. Um, we're using goats and we just actually, um, we had a conference call on the way down here that we're going to be utilizing holistic plant grazing mm. to remediate the soil and, and remove toxins in the soil. Wow. So how many people have approached you in the environmental medicine workspace and said, this is our case study of how to do it with the rest of the country. Have you gotten those inquiries already or, or local authorities or mayors? Or I, I would expect that this, this caused some buzz early on. It's, it's definitely picked up. I think um, there's kind of pre-COVID and post-COVID and COVID has really kind of highlighted the importance of our green space and that you know, our green space must be free of these endocrine and carcinogenic pesticides, especially because they're being utilized for cosmetic purposes. Yeah. Like, how did that even happen, right? I hope one day we get to a point when you hear about when planes used to have a smoking section and announcement, I hope we get to the point where, like, they used Roundup in your parks. But, right. you know, here in Santa Monica, we have a lot of work to do. You know, they're still utilizing 2,4-D in the parks where the kids are playing. Mm -hmm. And that's 50% of what makes up Agent Orange. Look, staying hydrated is the key to feeling your best. It is a ten It was my first post ever on Instagram about hydration and water. But, you know, all the concerns about tap water and quality of tap water, I, put, I did a lot of shows on it talking about you can even find what is the quality of your tap water. It's hard to know if what you're drinking is truly clean. And for me, it's so important, so, so important. This is one of the first interventions I tell people, the first investments. Get yourself a good quality water filter the most pure water without worrying about those contaminants. That's why I'm super excited to share with you AquaTrue. If you followed me, I've been talking about AquaTrue since 2018. I've had it since 2018. And I'm so happy they're a sponsor because it's something that I really have been using for the long term. AquaTrue purifiers, they use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, meaning they tackle all those harmful contaminants right head on. And what's the best part? There's no installation, no plumbing required. You plug it in and you're good to go. Almost half of the US tap water contains PFAS. These are forever chemicals, polyfluorinated chemicals that we get from the water, usually a byproduct of the industry that goes into the clouds, it rains, and it gets all over our water system. It is one of the biggest concerns in environmental medicine right now. AquaChoose certified to remove these contaminants and many more to give you that peace of mind. Plus their range of purifiers fits every single home from countertop options to under sink models. 
And don't forget, they also have a Wi-Fi connected purifier and mineral boost option. Check that one out. But really one of the main reasons I love AquaTrue is because not only does it remove all of those really, really concerning chemicals, the ones that I talk about so much on the show, the ones that were found throughout so many water systems across the United States that cause so many diseases, including cancer, we have something that removes that. It's affordable and long-lasting, lasting up to six months to two years, these filters. And think about it. One set of filters makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents of a bottle. So if you're going out to the supermarket and buying those water bottles by the dozen or by the 30-pack, not only are you putting a burden to the environment with the plastic, you're putting a burden to your body with the plastic, and it's not even quality water. So since switching to AquaTrue, it's been the best of the best. Everyone in my family has one. All my friends have one. And the best part is AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can try it risk-free. And for you, the Heal Thyself listener, you get 20% off of any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code DRG at checkout. So if you're ready to upgrade your water game and enjoy pure, clean water straight from the tap, don't wait. Go to AquaTrue.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. You know, when it comes to overall health, the little daily habits can make a huge difference. Take flossing, for example. Seems like such a minor thing, right? But taking good care of your teeth and gums does way more than just prevent cavities and bad breath. Emerging research shows that it can actually support whole body health, and may even prevent cognitive decline as you age. That's wild, right? That's why I'm really excited to tell you about this awesome company called Slate and their game-changing 3-in-1 electric flosser. It's the only product out there that flosses your teeth, massages your gums, and even scrapes your tongue to remove bacteria to promote fresher breath. I've been using the Slate Flosser for about a month now, and I'm hooked. Unlike regular floss picks that you have to jam into your mouth, this electric flosser does all the work for you with 12,000 sonic vibrations per minute, really cleaning out them gums. The innovative gum sweeps give your gums a gentle massage to increase circulation too. And let's not forget the built-in tongue scraper to help zap bad breath at the source. So to start one of the easiest and healthiest daily habits with the Slate Electric Flosser, Go to slateflosser.com and use the code DRG to get 10% off of your very own flosser. That's 10% off of your easy-to-use Slate Electric Flosser at slateflosser.com slash DRG, S-L-A-T-E-F-L-O-S-S-E-R.com, and the code is DRG. Wow. You know, and that's just simply to control broadleaf weed pressure on the turf. It, I, I don't think a lot of parents out there are aware that... A lot of their playgrounds or school grounds are covered in these pesticides. We were talk, I talked a little bit to you before. I did a show talking about pets and children and how they track these lawn chemicals in. Mm-hmm. I also talked about what the lawn chemicals do to pets and children's health. And I was initially, I was pretty shocked to see that like, this is significantly elevating the risk of certain cancers. And we see like childhood leukemias on the rise. And I wondered myself how much of that is tied up into all of this. Because when a child comes into the oncologist, I, I guarantee you it's not part of the questionnaire. How often does your child play in a playground? Tell me about your schools or your city's grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it, would you say that most of the country, these playgrounds are covered in this stuff? Yes. And unfortunately, now it's the norm, you know, and when we found out, you know, I, my oldest was in third grade and I felt as a parent that I failed. So when I found out every time they played baseball, even when we lived in Bermuda, 
before they before they had banned it, every time they practiced, every time they had games, they were potentially getting exposed to these known carcinogens. And that's where I just wanted to find a way to make sure that parents were given that choice. Pet parents too. I mean, mm-hmm. look how pets and children interact with their environment mm-hmm. in such a similar way, hand to mouth, um, you know, you always see dogs eating grass, mm-hmm. right? We don't, in, in Santa Monica, that's not safe because we know that the pesticides that they're using. But with all of this, I think, you know, our advisors have been critical. And and I, what I love about your work and your messaging is a lot of what our original, our OG um, advisor, Bruce Lanfear says is that, you know, our we're, we're a broken system because most of the funding goes to research and not prevention. You know, and so many of these things are preventable, but since our regulatory system is so broken and, you know, clearly I feel favors industry over public health and safety, we just have to stay so vigilant. And mm-hmm. Like we were talking outside. It's mm-hmm. it's the synergistic impacts, it's the accumulative impacts. So again, we started out with pesticides and now we've um we've helped over 200 cities, counties and school districts switch to organic range management, which is great. And um, with our partnership with Stonyfield Organic, they helped us um, show proof of concept outside of California. So mm-hmm. we showed it in Miami, we showed it in New York, we're showing it in Philly. So it's it's just something that needs to become the norm, but we're really far away from that right now. But the proof of concept is major because now other cities are going, wait a minute, I'm paying attention to that. Um, and I've seen it happen in Miami. I, I, I get the these updates or the Instagram stories and oh. I repost them <laughs> because I'm like, for me, that's a major win. Every single time it's in a major city mm. where where people can look around and go, whoa, wait, Miami's doing it. New York's like, well, why can't we do it? You know. Right. And I understand. And again, to the viewers and listeners, there's no reason to feel like you failed as a pet mom or as a mom mom or a dad dad or a pet dad whatever it is but um but now the question is like how do we make those changes mm-hmm. and non-toxic neighborhoods is a way to, to look so let's say i'm a parent listening to this mm-hmm. and i live in central new jersey and i'm wondering wait a minute I bring my dog to the park every day and I also bring my kid to the park every day and they're running around, rolling around, playing Frisbee and my dog is catching the Frisbee. First of all, is there a way to find out, Is there are there any telltale signs that I can tell that the parks or the grounds are sprayed, anything I can visually do? And then if I really feel fired up about it, how do I make, make a change in my town? That's the simple part. So um, we were lucky enough to get the support from Jane Goodall, which I'm like a huge fan of hers. I got to drink whiskey with her. Wow. I've never been so hungover in my life. But Jane um, Goodall, and and she is uh, an expert when it comes to, uh, what was it, with animals too? So with her, it started with chimpanzees. With chimpanzees. So that was the video, the beautiful video from like the 70s with the chimpanzee. They're letting it out into nature and turns around and gives her a big hug and then runs out. So sweet. Yes. yes. And she did so much work back then when... You know, obviously females were not had a big role in that in that place, but she realized that she started out with a focus around chimpanzees, but unless she could help the village and the community, then she couldn't help the chimpanzee, you know, so it broadened and she was just extremely supportive of our work and wanted to get the word out. So that's how we came about creating the toolkit is that we wanted anybody to have all of the tools they needed to just begin the dialogue. And to your point, the 
first thing that we always recommend to do is if it's um, with your school district or your city or your county is to request a public records act request. So it's simply just you submit a request for all of the pesticides used the year prior. So then what we do is we focus on the solution. So we're not blaming the parks department. We're not blaming superintendents for using these products before, uh, because again, they've all been marketed to us as safe and right. They don't, and they don't know better. Right. Right. So they're just, and they're, they're also just trying to do their job. You know, they're constantly getting fed the propaganda from industry that, um, these pesticides are tools, right. And protect your toolbox. But what our focus is, is just to share the other tools, you know, bring it back to, goats for targeted grazing and cattle. We're using cattle to not only remediate soil, but we're using cattle for wildfire mitigation, which is so critically needed. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to kind of go back to what um, what we did beca- before we became colonized. You mm-hmm. know, so many of the answers are there. So we have kind of like really old school approaches to, to this, but then we also have technology. We have um, solar powered weeding robots that just self-dock, report weed pressure. And the thing is, all of these options are so cool, you kind of forget they're also organic and good for the environment. Oh, that's amazing. And sounds like uh, straight out of organic sci-fi movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, is it true that all grass that's treated looks like the White House grass? Or or is some, if, if can, can like chemically treated grass also have like, spots of dirt and discolorations or is that like a rule of thumb that we can look at so i think the the biggest benefit of showing proof of concept and working with transitioning synthetically maintained parks and baseball fields is to show the benefits even when you go organic by neglect and that's Mm -hmm. sometimes what we're forced to do with school districts because they have really low budgets is once you break the system of having your turf dependent on synthetic fertilizer to get nutrients because you've killed the soil with all of the herbicide use, pre-emergence, post-emergence, non-selectives kill everything. That would be a Roundup um, 2,4-D, what Santa Monica is using, and we're hopefully working to get them to Mm -hmm. stop. It works in the turf. So they're actually applying this pesticide to the turf Mm. to control broadleaf weed pressure. Wow. And it's just... So to think that like yesterday I was doing a workout in one of the parks here in Santa Monica, Clover Park, and I was barefoot and I was like, all right. Uh, it was funny because I was taking off my shoes and I was like, okay, wait a minute. Did you see guy... any Clover in Clover Park? No, I didn't that's actually. That's a problem. <laughs> that's, that's true, actually. Uh, although there was like some brown patches and dirt patches, I was like, well, it doesn't look like White House, house grass. But, you know, I, it's it's crazy because we have picnics on this grass, right? We have children rolling around laying we we sunbathe in the grass right our dogs roll around put, rub their snout on the grass mm-hmm. uh there's a story that i tell that i'm actually uh still worried that my uh, so we had a bulldog a family bulldog his name was champ and he, we we lived when my dad moved to this retirement community it was really well kept uh-huh. I'm talking about like really well cut. I would walk around. I'm like, who, why do I always miss the landscapers, first of all? And second of all, like, why does everything look, do they do it in the middle of the night? But every time you'd go on a walk, he, his his snout would be really red. His mm. his jowls on his face would be red. His paws would be red. And he was like really white, like sort of even borderline albino. 
And then, and I'm looking and I was like, this something is in this grass. And this is years ago before I knew any of this. And he ended up actually dying um, a few years later after moving there. And I, I have this like really strong suspicion that a lot of it had to do with what was in that retirement community grass. And a lot of people who are listening, they live on golf courses. Mm -hmm. They live in retirement communities. They go visit their parents. They live in retirement. They're walking around with their dogs. Are these places really notorious for spraying? Yes. And we worked with Laguna Woods, which is a retirement community. And it was the sweet. I mean, the meetings were amazing. And usually the retired folks would have more dogs in the meeting in their wheelchairs <laughs> right. than the actual people that we were working with. But they worked to um, get Roundup banned and work towards organic management. And then Lois and um, Dr. Rudy got Women of the Year for in Orange County for 2019 for their work in this space. So it was really, it was beautiful to see. And it was, I mean, to your point back, you know, how can you see when they use Roundup or a non-selective, it's like an orange chemical burn, you know, and mm -hmm. it's not just in the retirement homes. Unfortunately, it's always used in roadside vegetation management. So the amount of glyphosate that's ending up in our watershed and in our soil is catastrophic. And working with San Diego County, you know, we're thinking we have a positive impact. We work to have all the um, 400 parks in San Diego um, ban glyphosate and work towards organic organic management. Mm -hmm. We learned from the county that 98% of their total Roundup glyphosate use is utilized in roadside vegetation management, and that's ending up in our water. Whoa. That's so, so powerful to even hear. <laughs> it's scary. Right, because we, we're avoiding it let's say, and, but, and we're doing everything to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves, but then we drink our water, mm -hmm. right? And unless it's you have a really rain. good, it's in the rain. So what is roadside vegetation management for those who don't know? I know it's, it sounds pretty boring. Um, so anybody driving down the highway, um, I don't know if you've gotten caught behind the actual trucks that are spraying. So they'll, they'll first on the, they'll mow the parkways and the medians. Um, so it's high frequency mowing. And then they go and broadcast, apply Roundup and glyphosate. And then um, it's just a, a dead, just really sad environment full of garbage where we learned that that's really depressing and that's bad news. But the good news is, is that switching to pollinator roadside vegetation management, it's 30% cheaper off the top and you bring down your greenhouse gases. Everybody's pretending to care about climate change. Right. But if they're serious about it, then they have to move to these actions that are cost-effective and are a solution. So not only are you supporting more natives in your environment for your region, but you're supporting the pollinators. Mm -hmm. And then what we found in Florida, DOT reported that the farmers had increases of their yields because they have additional pollinators pollinating mm -hmm. their crops. Which is the opposite of what do, uh, Bayer Mm -hmm. says, right? Monsanto Bay, it's the opposite. You get more yield with this, use more Roundup. Right. And so that's pretty ironic that, that that scene. But back to the roadside vegetation. So you're saying it's mowed, it's sprayed, and then it's leaking into the watershed? Yes. And it's getting into our water. Correct. Wow. And that, But this is national. Like this is something that's happening on every single road, county road, um, state roads. So we're working, because it's something that's more 
positive because it's it's a solution mm-hmm. like it's cost beneficial mm-hmm. it benefits the farmers who you know sometimes think that our work is against supporting them but we're trying to help them from policy from the farm bill to increasing their yields and making sure that they have the tools so if mm-hmm. we're saying you know please stop using these pesticides that will harm you that mm-hmm. aren't improving your crops you know we can't play pesticide whack-a-mole anymore mm-hmm. um, roundup alone we don't focus so much on the negative health impacts because it has its own issues. It's not an effective tool because it's creating herbicide resistance. It has a 22-year half-life in the soil. Wow. And now it's making the pesticides that farmers are now kind of getting stuck into using look like organic apple juice, right? So we need to get off this, you know, pesticide hamster wheel of sadness that's only benefiting, you know, Bear Crop Sciences and Dow and those folks. Wow. Um, to, to go to go back to the the part where there, if someone realizes that their home organization is using these chemicals, and you say that it's usually like a bright orange chemical burn yes. that we can look for, yep. rather than like a like a dull yellow, a yellow dirty right. one. So our organic um, vinegar based acidic based pesticides that we recommend. Um, they have to be OMRI listed and Washington State Department of Ag certified. The greenwashing out there is mm. is is honestly out of control. Um, we've had a site in Houston where this company tried to literally sabotage one of our our pilot transitions, um, and thankfully it was a high profile site, so there was cameras. Mm. And I was joking. I was telling the team, "Okay, let's go to the cameras and see who did this." And they're like, "Okay." I was like, "What do you mean, okay?" They're like, "No, we totally have cameras everywhere." So. Someone had gone in and sprayed Roundup all over this formal Bermuda lawn at Centennial Park. And it was because we wouldn't utilize a product that says organic on the product, but in fact is not organic at all. You know, so we're not working to do this, to create a healthier environment, only just to, again, play pesticide whack-a-mole. Wow. So that, and that company was not happy about it? Is it so they use Roundup on it? So, yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. What's out there is crazy. That's a crazy response. But, um, yeah. So for the yes. So for the people who want to make a change, you're they're saying you're saying that we can first start looking at the pesticide records, pesticide usage report. Where where do they get that? So the easiest way to find it, because every school district and city have very interesting websites. Um, so just Google city name and public records and it will literally take you directly to what you need to fill out and then you just simply formally request all of the pesticides used for the previous calendar year so then the team could then provide you know once it takes 10 business days and then we provide all of the solutions from like with rodenticides we have ways to sterilize the rodents without having a negative impact on the wildlife, um, and again, the technology is amazing. What we have access to now. So, so I fill out that that record uh, or the request for it. I have all the public records in my hand, right? It's, it's like an email or like. Oh, a... so so it's just simply an email. Okay, so I have the email. Mm-hmm. Then then I would send it to non toxic neighborhoods. No. Okay. To the city. So, oh, so to the yeah, city. Yeah. So it would be for Santa Monica. You would Google City of Santa Monica public records, and then there'll be a link where you submit it right there. 
And that's all you simply ask is, you know, the list of complete pesticides utilized in the previous calendar year. So then I would then have an insight if pesticides are being used mm-hmm. in my favorite park that I'm going to do my jog Clover in the morning. Park. Right. Clover Clover park. Park. So so then how do I start making a change in my town? Is there a way that I can do something? Yes. So we, we again, get you all of the, the tools and you've had our advisor, Zach Bush, on um, before. And our advisors are great because they don't only help where we currently have chapters. Anywhere we have anybody working on this, they will work to get a peer to testify or to have a meeting with an elected official mm-hmm. or participate in a meeting. Because not everybody, I mean, until this became an issue, I didn't know that our elected officials were just as accessible as they are. You know, that you can have a conversation with them and share your concerns. And it's such a positive platform that, you know, elected officials that don't necessarily have a very um, strong environmental background, they mm-hmm. see the benefits, mm-hmm. you know, from a liability standpoint, it increases property value. Uh, a lot of cities now are celebrating by putting up organically maintained park signage to educate Oh, that's and celebrate, amazing. Celebrate, you know, like that's a park where you can play in the dirt and roll that, around in the That's grass. amazing. That's my that's one of my dreams is that before you enter the park, there's a giant sign that says we are blank blank certified. You don't no need to worry. Have fun. Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Like <laughs> run oh, in the grass. If if every park in the country would be like that, this would be a much, much healthier population. Children, dogs, adults, grandparents, everyone. Uh, because we're all affected by this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm also in- your neighbor, though. We, yeah. we got a really powerful um, email last night from a mom who shared that she just lost her four-year-old daughter to um, NHL. And it was... Non-Hachim-Zumphoma. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Um, and it was just such a powerful email. And that's why this work is pretty heavy. But uh, she wants to now help everyone else kind of how do I have that conversation with my neighbor it turns out that their neighbor was using every type of roundup variant they could get access to and they you know the little girl would play in their yard um, because they had a dog Mm -hmm. and it's just and and children react I mean with your with your background you know children detox in different ways Mm -hmm. and some children are unable to detox in in a fast enough way Mm -hmm. and um, in Orange, California, we had this little girl showing developmental delays and her pediatrician ordered lab work, which unfortunately is not covered yet. Um, that's one thing I asked Zach. We need to work on getting Great Plains lab work covered by insurance because I would love that. People would then just really connect the dots between where they play and all of these different exposure points are accumulating in their systems. And mm-hmm. they're like so Lily was three years old. And she got the lab work back, and she was at the 95th percentile of glyphosate, the active ingredient Roundup, and off the charts in 2,4-D in her little system. Now let's chat about something crucial, that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best. But especially when it comes to omega-3s. And and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand. 
not only just with Omegas, across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or in your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puris O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puri is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puri.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puri. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea, but not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash drg they're so confident that you're going to love it there's even a 30-day money-back guarantee no code at checkout just go to p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e.com slash drg you're going to get 15 percent off plus all those freebies mm-hmm. so that also helps our parks department understand that the purchase orders that they you know sign off on have an impact Massive impact. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is where my passion for vitamin medicine came, is when I saw that the cancer patients that were coming in, no one was testing their chemical exposure, their chemical burden, right? Whether it's workplace, whether it's throughout life. And I was testing them and I was like, this is a major commonality. Every single cancer patient that I was getting into my office had, let's say I did the Great Plains lab, urine, the urine test, would have at least half of the chemicals on that on that result report, over 90 percentile. Yeah. So whether they have detoxification issues mm-hmm. or whether they're just readily exposed, it's a major, major part of that cancer. And to think children, they pound for pound eat more food than we do as adults. Mm-hmm. And if it's really crappy food, they're exposed to food pesticides, right? No filtered water, whatever's in the water. Mm-hmm. And then they're going out to school and then coming back and playing at home from morning to night, they're being exposed to pesticides. And we know pesticides are intimately tied to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Mm. leukemia, and other cancers for children. So why isn't this, aside from right now what we're talking about with COVID, why isn't this public enemy number one? Why aren't we talking about this? this Because for me, it is 
massive when it comes to the health of our country. And, um, and that's why I'm such a fan of the work that you guys are doing, because you're taking a major chunk of the exposure out slowly but surely. But you can help us get the word out, you know, because I feel like our team, we focus so much on the work. Right. But we also need to get the story out because then people can see that's something that they could do. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to empower anyone to do it because it's all you have to do is follow through, For you sure. know, and then you'll be successful. And if Palm Beach can maintain their aesthetics to what they need it to be organically, which they've done beautifully, including their golf course, wow. then anyone could do it. And granted, they have higher budget. So then working with North Miami that has no money, you know, they've done it too. It's because they just made the commitment. But when you were talking about, you know, um, children kind of going through their day and all of the different exposure points, that's where we learn that pesticides is just one piece of the puzzle, you know, so we have all of the sport in that space, but then we expanded it to synthetic turf because the same families, communities, pet owners that worked on the pesticide issue would then reach out regarding synthetic turf. Right. Um, asphalt plants hidden in nature preserves. Mm-hmm. That's one that's happening. And, you know, in the city of Irvine, which I was really proud, and I, I mean, I was proud to live in, um, we discovered this this asphalt plant hidden in a nature preserve that is the largest polluter of hexavalent chromium and all of the known carcinogens in the city of Irvine and we just discovered last week that it's the largest polluter of known carcinogens in the county Whoa. for all of the group ones. Whoa, and that hexavalent chromium gets in the water. Mm-hmm. And that is, I believe, if I check glass, connected to breast cancer. But it, it's connected to, I think it was thyroid and breast. But uh, that, I might be wrong on that one. But I haven't. But regardless, crazy. 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 Because you, you, it's just... People are trusting, and that's, I think, a positive trait. But at the same time, until our regulatory system is fixed, we have to stay vigilant. You know, we can't assume that you're moving into a neighborhood and home that's safe for your children. You have to do your research. I miss this. Our kids have now been exposed. You know, we think, oh, great, there's an organic policy since 2016. And the entire time that they've been breathing these toxins. Mm -hmm. And when our advisors found out about it, I mean, they were brilliant. I mean, they circled the wagons immediately and helped us, you know, get experts to get baseline sampling when the regulatory body failed to. I mean, learning how corrupt regulatory bodies are. I mean, there's a loophole. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a plant like that on a nature preserve. 0.5 miles away from homes and open-aired schools. Exactly. And and literally polluting the whole town. It's That wouldn't exist if our regulatory bodies were doing their job. Or... There wasn't so many loopholes. So, right. and you mentioned about AstroTurf. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these, especially in California, there's so many places or yards that don't have it, don't have grass, so they use AstroTurf. Mm-hmm. Is there a problem with that? Yes. So, a lot of the focus was around the infill because it's crumb rubber, which is hazardous. It's broken down tire, mm-hmm. um, and all of the it's it's again group one carcinogen. But it's actually the blades of grass have lead in them, right? And we know there's no safe level for children for lead exposure. And it just, it breaks down. And you're also losing the opportunity to have your kids play in soil, play in dirt. You know, it's just, it's toxic. It's just another disconnect between nature and, and you know, our, we're just getting removed from our natural environment so much mm-hmm. that it's just one more piece of the puzzle. But we were able to get a moratorium 
for synthetic turf in cities now just by sharing, you know, the negative health impacts. But it again, it's like you you go down the pesticide avenue to switch to organic regenerative management, and then it's all of these other issues. So our focus now is to work on Children's Environmental Bill of Rights. So um, we've been asked to be a part of the United Nations North American um, Committee for that. And we just can't afford any more legislation that gets washed down and doesn't have teeth. We need legislation that can allow, um, finally, protection for children over protecting industry. Industries can still thrive without just harming our environments and natural resources and as a result our children yeah fantastic i love the work that i mean just the education aspect but then the work part of it is so is so powerful and yeah that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to get the word out that's why we're talking here to to get the word out that you know just because and i felt for many years that if if it's a park here it's got to be safe you know Mm -hmm. uh the epa did its job my town did its job Absolutely not true. The EPA has many loopholes. The FDA has many loopholes. This we know. I've highlighted it many times on this show. (laughs) And it's something really important that you highlight is that the Parks Authority, the superintendents in school, they don't don't know and they're sold this propaganda that Mm -hmm. isn't true. And then we're suffering. So the work that is being done, the education and the legislation and the massive shifts slowly but surely, are really powerful. Are there any big plans that are coming out for non-toxic neighborhoods coming soon? Yes. Uh, Well, it's the Children's Environmental Bill of Rights. Um, We've created ordinances and, again, support to help you have that conversation with your elected official and then to get it brought forward. Um, And we're approaching it from the state level to the grassroots level and anywhere in between. Um, And it's something that we need because it's it's what's in your drink it's what's in your food it's what's in your soil but it's it's just too much mm-hmm. like it's it's the chemical load on our children you know just sperm count alone with what's happening with the pesticide exposure you know eventually we want our children you know to have the ability to have a family right you know and right now we're we're at this crisis moment you know it's and Zach always says we're at we're facing the sixth extinction and it's it's like people aren't acting fast enough. You know, we're, we've seen so many, we've been asked to be on these committees for climate action plans and they're not enough. They're not even factoring in how the city's maintaining the land. We can't afford any more of this greenwashing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many solutions out there, but you you just, you need to show up to the city council meetings. You need to have that conversation with your roundup living neighbor mm-hmm. and just kind of, work to make your environment as healthy as possible yeah what well, my dream is to have a community of uh my where i live my neighbor my neighbor's neighbor my right side left side all of us are the same conscious awareness mm-hmm. and we're building to keep a better town community town can you city. create that no <laughs> yeah <laughs> doing it one city at a time but i think you know also our focus is working we're working with brightview which is they're a national landscaper and probably one of the largest pesticide usage companies out there but it's positive it's it's telling that now they are looking into this i don't know if it's because they sleep better at night or because it's a benefit from a business model standpoint right they may see everyone like being more conscious and maybe organic is trending you know so that's why i would say coca-cola will be right behind us if organic is trending and it is so all of a sudden they're making organic waters and they're buying out companies that are buying yeah 
it's where the money is. They don't don't care. Uh, My last question. Um, How do people find out if they can use lawn chemicals that are healthier? Like, is there, you mentioned vinegar base. Is there brands that you really like out there where people can go, yeah, well, now I can't use Roundup. What do I use? Right. So for home use, it's it's really kind of rethinking your yard. Um, one of our partners, Perfect Earth, they're based in New York. Is their focus is making sure there's at least two thirds for the birds pollinators, and it's and it's kind of looking at your space. Do you really need that much turf? You know, is does your dog need that much grass, or do you want a, you know pollinator garden with bringing life back into your space? And having more butterflies and and birds and insects, ants provide free aeration to your soil. They're not the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, we when you drive by those homes that have their entire house tarped for termites, it's heartbreaking. It's like, do you think those chemicals are magically going to just not impact your bed and your air vents and right. your utensils? <laughs> it's horrible. So I think it's just utilizing um, just organic natural products we don't use any pesticides at our house we do have landscapers and we're trying to also bring back landscapers to have a role that is is you know you're a doctor Mm -hmm. everybody looks up to you right our landscapers don't get looked up to right and and the work that they do and and the environments they keep is important so we're trying to bring it from landscaping to land care and and you know, making that connection. And also with COVID, people are home on Zoom and all of a sudden they're like, hey, like who's outside in my lawn and what's in the backpack and what are they spraying? And right. and people are finally making that connection. Love that. Thank you for that answer. Um, where can people find you or non-toxic neighborhoods? You can find us, nontoxicneighborhoods.org. Um, you can email hugo and nontoxicneighborhoods.org or kim mm-hmm. um, and also on instagram i think that is is where we really try and share positive stories and answer questions and um just really support anyone we're in new zealand and australia we're even in malta now Love it. so it's just getting people what they need to make the transition and and at least that's one piece that we can have a positive impact and we have all of the solutions and we'll also work to get um products donated because we're basically the free new business department for lots of organic companies yeah (laughs) you know so we have no problem asking them to make donations awesome awesome all right thank you so much for your work i love bringing people in here who are inspiring and doing their place to change the world and what you're doing is right up my alley so i'm in full support and any way I can help. But uh, thank you for joining the show and empowering us all out there. I know people were listening and they go, I didn't even know that. I didn't even think about that. Wow, now I have a resource. Now I have some guidance and I'm gonna make a change. You've empowered many people just by talking. So thank you, Kim, for joining the show. Thank you, Dr. What a fantastic interview with Kim Conti. I told you, when it comes to pesticides on our lawn, it's a big problem. And for me, it's one of the big public health issues that we're not even looking at yet. But now you have the ability from listening to make a change in your neighborhood. You're getting ahead of it before it becomes a real problem in public health. Years from now, you have the opportunity to make the change. And that's amazing and so empowering. Thank you all for coming, rating, reviewing, subscribing. If you have not yet, I urge you, please support the show by doing any or all Highly appreciated. 
and I'll see you next week. Much love to you this week and your highest selves.